The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Every time a missile misses its target, a train derails, or a faulty airbag fails to save a life, we wonder whether these failures, which can sometimes reach catastrophic proportions, are caused by a counterfeit part that may have infiltrated the supply chain. Welcome to People to People, working together for your safety with host Stan Salat, Jr. Stan has the answers to your questions on protecting yourself and the safety of your loved ones, including your pets. Don't miss out. Now, here is Stan Salat. Hello and welcome to People to People, working together for your safety. I'm your host, Stan Salat, Jr., Welcome to to today's show, Committed to Real Solutions, Starting and Protecting Your Business. And welcome to 2014. We're excited to be uh, launching this year's show today with a combination of uh, an entrepreneur and some uh, somebody from a legal firm that will actually be with us uh, ongoing. The, t- the uh, title of today's show, Committed to Real Solutions, Starting and Protecting Your Business, the uh, quantity of counterfeit, uh, to kind of lay this out, the quantity of counterfeit parts will continue to grow as long as there are willing buyers. Whether you buy them knowingly or by mistake, counterfeit consumer products can fail during use. With the potential of causing irreversible harm, Today's show introduces and starts following the journey of an entrepreneur building a distribution company that provides a new distribution model to fight the counterfeit epidemic. We are also launching our weekly legal segment, courtesy of Goldberg Sagala, New York uh, office, called Protect Your Company Now, with a focus on hazardous-free and counterfeit product avoidance. We're excited to uh, kick off this year by showcasing business owners, innovators, and champions of the law, all presenting a united front to bring us real solutions while supporting the U.S. economy. I need to uh, be sure to mention a few, uh, a few things here, websites. You can find us at www.hsf.us. That's a hazardous substance-free Mark Alliance website. And also at counterfeitavoidance.org. That's the website that we've put together for Counterfeit Avoidance uh, Center of Excellence, actually. Our sponsors, Business and Quality Process Management. You can find them at bqpm.com. And Secure Components, the first uh, uh, distribution company to achieve the AS6081 counterfeit mitigation uh, certification. You can find them at securecomponents.com. We also want to recognize our guest, uh, Perfect Parts Corporation, 
Walla Roca. We'll be talking to her just here momentarily. And you can find them at perfectelectronicparts.com and also Goldberg Sagala, law firm that uh, I think you'll, you'll learn a lot from as we go forward. You'll find them at www.goldbergsagala.com. Um, our show is divided into three segments. In the first segment, my guest, Ms. Walla Roca, President and CEO, Perfect Parts Corporation, and I will be discussing what it is like and what it takes to start a new distribution company in the middle of a counterfeit parts epidemic. In the second segment, my guest, Mr. Frank Chano, Senior Partner, Goldberg Zagala, and I will begin addressing how to best position your company to avoid legal issues in business. Frank understands the old adage, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, and will provide valuable insights each week on ways that can, could help you avoid litigation. In the third segment, as usual, I'll provide an update on the current hazardous substance and counterfeit mitigation events on a national and international level. So without, so without further delay, I'd like to introduce my first guest, Ms. Walla Roca, President CEO, Perfect Parts Corporation. Hello, Walla. Hi. Hi there, Stanley. Thank you so much for having us on the show. Well, welcome to the show. Um, I, I, I need to share with our uh, listeners, our audience out there, a little bit of your uh, resume slash biography because it's impressive to say the least. Thank you. I appreciate Ms. that. Uh, Ms. Walaroka has more than 17 years of experience in the electronic components industry. Her specialties include franchise and open market distribution quality management and auditing, vendor management marketing and research development, excess inventory management, and customer satisfaction. Ms. Roca's early beginnings in the electronic industry has brought her knowledge beyond comparison in supplying authentic parts to customers such as, and these are little companies now, you got to pay attention to this <laughs> one, NASA, Intel, Medtronics, Lockheed Martin, and many other high-profile clients who cannot afford to risk functionality in the field. Walla, by all means, I am absolutely thrilled that you were able to join us today. Tell us a little bit, if you would, about uh, what you're doing in uh, business, and, and I'm excited to hear why you decided to uh, challenge the, the flow of counterfeit at this time in, uh, in history? Well, Dan, it's really a, a very large issue, and I think a lot of people, you know, claim to be specialists and have, you know, they're all professionals in counterfeit mitigation and, and things of that nature, um, but what's really important is um, what Perfect Parts is doing is, is we have a business model that's unlike any other competitor out there in the open market um, or even in authorized distribution channels. Um, we will be bringing um, some tools to market um, within the next few months that um, will not only help the buyer, but it will also help the 
those who are doing design and engineering um, into making better decisions to mitigate um, against this particular problem that, that's at hand right now. And Perfect Parts um, does supply material globally um, and offers both sales and technical support in over 70 countries and, and really is an optimum choice supplier for government contractors here in the United States of America. Wow. Um I'm impressed, and I'm also uh, wondering if if you're going to be able to stand up to the uh, uh, to the rigors of what you're trying to do there. Absolutely, and and there's a lot of people that say it cannot be done, but um, it most definitely is possible. And when when we give the customer and the engineer and you know people in production the tools they need um, to be able to source material in in a safe manner. Um, you know, and it really gives them what they need to make the appropriate decisions in terms of, you know, what the application is. And as you know, somebody who has a commercial application, you know, the risk is, is much lower than when you're dealing with something that is for aerospace or defense or, or even for medical, uh, you know, applications for that matter. Um, so there's, there's quite a bit of things that we're doing, and, and unfortunately, I can't say too much about the tools that we're going to be releasing, but um, I will be able to share that with you on future shows. Yes, and that's, that's why we have uh, agreed to bring you back, because there's nothing better than intrigue, and as a professional, I want to learn from you. I want to see what you're doing, since I don't know myself, and how you're going to address uh, the turmoil that's facing the the distribution industry today. I mean, I I've worked with a lot of distributors in my past life. I did a little bit of distribution business, but I was an engineer and designer. Uh, it's it's got to be it's got to be tough. You know, it is, and and a lot of it has to do with obtaining the certifications needed to try to supply this type of material. Um, and Perfect Parts is working towards quite a few certifications that can also be found on our website, um, but they're 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 quite lengthy, so um, I don't want to go over all of them now. But they can most definitely be found on our certifications and progress tab um, on our website, um, and some of them are the AS sixty eighty one. Um, you know, the AS9120, of course, um, you know, all of the OSHA certs and the guide up reporting. So there's quite a bit that goes into it. But with the background that I have in the industry and, you know, I started quite young. I started at the age of 14 in this industry. So, you know, over time, you kind of learn who's who, who has good material, who doesn't. And you kind of learn, you know, over time, you know, the games that these, these counterfeiters, uh, so to speak, play. Um, there's quite a few companies that switch out material, authentic material, and switch it out with counterfeit material um, in order to increase their profit margin. So there's there's quite a few people, and there's quite a few of them here in the United States of America. So um, it really, it's at a stage now where you really need to know your supplier, you need to know who you're dealing with, you've got to have the certifications, you have to have your process down. And, you know, it's really difficult for companies nowadays that, for instance, have always been an open market distributor to change the corporate culture of their um, company into all of a sudden having all of these procedures that were never in place prior. Um, a lot of these companies nowadays that have stock inventory, for instance, a lot of people look for stock when they're searching right. for an obsolete or end-of-life product. Well, a lot of people, when they were initially stocking product, you know, they contaminated their inventory. So they mixed right. open market material with authorized material. They got product from, say, your Sanminas, your 
Foxconn's, your Flextronics, and they went and they pulled the parts out of the box and they cataloged them and they put them on the shelf with similar parts. Now those parts are now contaminated. We can't say that we know exactly where they came from. And a lot of this stuff has been happening, you know, people have been receiving stock inventory before barcoding, before a lot of the new technologies that were available are now available. Um, you know, so there's there definitely is quite a bit of um, an advantage, I guess you could say, that Perfect Parts um, does have in terms of um, sourcing these types of materials because we do know how to test for those materials and, and we even test um, OEM and CM inventory. So that's another thing is a lot of these companies don't test OEM CM material because um, the belief is it came from a, you know, a distributor that bought it through an authorized channel. Well, we all know that's not the case on a regular basis. Um, a lot of people have to go to the open market, the, the government and military included. So that's definitely well, something that helps. Right. And, and I can remember years back, and particularly when we talk about obsolete uh, products, and you know, I can go back to the 70s and 80s easily, but you can even come more recent than that. We used to buy a quantity of material as, as an OEM or as a manufacturer. We'd use what we needed, and then there was always a take-back program where we would send back to the Intels and the Motorola's and the AMD's and, and others who aren't even in business anymore. We'd send back material we hadn't used. And we also would buy from multiple sources, and we never separated that in our own inventories. Yeah, exactly. So and that, that's another thing, you know, is um, it's that's really important to kind of point out, Stanley, is that um, a lot of people um, are kind of in this situation now where you have a lot of really great distributors that are looking at their warehouse and scratching their heads, not knowing how to attack such a such a large task because after something of that nature occurs and then so much time has passed, there's really nothing you can do. You've got to test every single item. And, and what Perfect Parts Corporation does is nowadays you've got a lot of open market distributors or what have you, you know, testing their own material. And that's great. They're doing their best to mitigate, you know, this counterfeit issue um, internally as much as possible. And the reason a lot of companies do that, Stanley, is because it's cost-effective um, in terms right. of offering, you know, ha- you know, having less to pay, I guess you could say, a test house. Um, what we do differently is we send everything to a third-party test house, and these are all government-approved uh, test houses that are used by some of the largest, you know, organizations here in the United States for defense and things like that. So, I mean, what we're doing is much different. I mean, there's we work with um, with them so heavily that we're getting such competitive pricing that we can offer this type of service without having to have machinery in house. Yeah, so some of that. That's a big deal too. You know, a lot of the right. testing in house, you've got to be careful who's doing that testing. What background do they have? Are they testing that particular product against a known good from a from the manufacturer? You know, right. a lot of people are doing real to real testing where they're you know just pumping these things through X rays and looking for um, you know issues from chip to chip, but they're not checking any of those chips against a known good or de- you know checking the decap against right. the manufacturer's product. So it's really, I mean, without that kind of information and without that specialty. It's hard to say that 
it's impo- it's po- it's Im- impossible or for them to ship a counterfeit to an end user. Um, it, it's really you know it's, it's they're kind of gambling, I guess you could say, when or putting their customers and themselves at risk when they're doing something of that nature. Yeah, it, it does go back to my early days of quality management and having the the check and balance, uh, the checkbook that very verifies that what we say we're doing is right that the the balance is actually there not to mention that some of the test equipment that you're talking about you know again first hand knowledge we're talking hundreds of thousands if not millions of dollars for the test fixtures and the Absolutely. test equipment and each, combined each product has its different you know different things to plug into it it's not just one you know one machine for everything right yeah, so. we have we have had. I've been fortunate to have a few uh, guests on the radio show here that are from test facilities, not distributors, and uh, they have made a point out of uh, just what it takes to to do that testing. So, one, I guess I applaud what you're doing. It sounds like uh, a new uh, and potentially much better approach than bring it in, test it, promise you that everything's okay, and uh, unless I've really got my act together, that can be a bit dangerous. It's extremely dangerous, and and it's not so much that the danger is what prohibits us from doing so or the financial cost of the equipment. It really is for the customer's best interest, and that's really what, you know, why Perfect Parts was founded. There's so many companies out there that are doing the same thing, and everyone's copying each other. But really, at the end of the day, you know, when you look at the processes that people are going through and what they're doing, and you know, nobody is looking at this issue and saying, "How can we do it better?" It's it's always, you know, how can we copy that guy that's doing a good job? You know, and that's right. not necessarily a, a solution for um, what we're dealing with nowadays with um, counterfeits and Trojan, you know. Uh, ch- you know, programs that are being put on our chips that are going into defense. I mean, that's something that you can't test for. I mean, right. a, tro- a Trojan, the, the whole point of that that comment is really, you know, some of those programs are put on there and hidden on purpose. So you can check right. for programming and you're not going to find it. You go put that into an F-150 when that plane comes down. Really, you know, who's liable at that stage? You know, the guy who tested it, you know, the person that put it in. Um, so really traceability directly right. from the manufacturer is extremely important. And I think people are getting losing sight today in terms of all these new testing techniques and these mitigation processes. We're losing touch with the fact that some of these things, you know just don't just don't actually make it. They don't. It doesn't it doesn't cut it, you know, and, right. and when you've got someone else's son or daughter or if it's my you know, my family or your family, you know, getting into whether it's a train, whether it's a plane, you know, I mean, it's right. really not worth the risk. And, you know, when you're talking about procuring product from, say, say, say it's something that's going into an F-150 and you've got a chip that is only now, only looks like it's available in, in Guangdong, China. Well, that's great. You know, it looks like it's available. You can test it. You can try to source it, and you can do all these wonderful things in testing it, but how do you know that it doesn't have a Trojan program on it? Well, you know, and really, yep. what is, what is, where do you draw the line is really right. where right. Um, Perfect Parts is drawing that line. Um, okay. We notify our customers of every risk along the way. 
um, both in writing, verbally. I mean, we're going to the full extent. If we can get traceable items, if we can have, um, you know, manufacturer help to, you know, procure, procure some of these products, then that's what we do. And a lot of times we're locating hidden inventory that, you know, has been used by somebody 10 or 15 years ago, and we've got history um, from our experience and, and whatnot to know that's, who's been using sounds, that chip to find it yeah. in their inventory, just sitting there collecting dust. All right. But that still has like no that's... guarantees on how long that item is going to function in it right. in a plane or in some sort of an application. It really doesn't okay. determine, okay. you know, how long it's going to last. All right. Okay. So. Well, it's going to be exciting to follow you as you uh, build your your organization. And as we said at the beginning, we're going to have you back to kind of give us some updates as we go along. We are uh, very, very, uh, we're actually at a point where we need to take a break and uh, let our sponsors have a, a few words here. I, I absolutely want to thank you for your time today. And look forward to hearing more from you as we go forward, or as you go forward, and as we bring you back maybe in a few weeks or a month and see how things are progressing for you. That sounds great, Stanley. Thanks so much for having us on your show. You're quite welcome, Walla, and please take care and um, all the best. Thank you so much. You guys have a great day. Okay, we're going to take a quick break here, uh, let the radio station identify itself, and our sponsors have a few minutes, and we'll be back to talk to you shortly. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Secure Components is your international certified supplier of obsolete and hard-to-find products. Specializing in counterfeit mitigation, Secure Components is a qualified supplier for the Department of Defense, Aerospace, Military, and Avionics Industries. If you're a business in need of hard-to-find or obsolete components, please contact us by visiting our website, securecomponents.com, or call us at 484-222-5195. Again, 484-222-5195. 5195. Did you know that hazardous substances and counterfeit material can be in everything we buy? From new clothing, cars, toys, power cords, and charging units, to your garden hose and the drywall in your home. Did you know that many of these toxins or counterfeits have been found to cause infertility, birth defects, autism, obesity, and diabetes, which can be passed down from parents to children? It's nearly impossible to know the ingredients in these products. Yet Stan Salat Jr., author and creator of the not-for-profit HSF Mark Alliance and Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance, believes that consumers have the right to know the type and amount of hazardous materials in the products we buy. Are you a retailer, a manufacturer, a manager, and a person who cares about the safety of the products you sell and buy? Protect your assets, your job, and your family now. Tell Stan that you want his help. Contact BQPM today. Visit our website at www.bqpm.com or call toll-free 877-415-0191. BQPM.com. Together, we are working for your safety. 
the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. This is People to People, working for your safety. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to stan.salat at ecccorp.org. Again, that's stan.salat, S-A-L-O-T, at ecccorp.org. Now, back to People to People. Hello, and welcome back to People to People, working together for your safety. This is our first segment, or first show, rather, in 2014. I'd like to welcome everybody to the show. I'm your host, Dan Salant, and we're, we're discussing today committed to real solutions, starting and protecting your business. We just spent a few minutes uh, with Walla Roca, president and CEO of Perfect Parts. She's starting a new business, and we're going to transition now to my second guest, Mr. Frank Chano. Senior Partner Goldberg Sagala. I need to read something for us. Um, yes, hello, hello, Frank. Before I before I take the next step here, hi, Frank. Thank you, Stan. <laughs> thank you for having me on, and thank you for the opportunity to speak with you and your audience. I I can't uh, I can't tell you how pleased and uh, quite frankly how uh, enthused I am that that you're here today. Let me uh, get a little bit of housekeeping out of the way here, and I'll do this as quickly as I can. Uh, For our listening audience, I need to share with you that the users, listeners, readers understands that the information provided by this radio internet broadcast, website, any link from this website or any other social media is not, nor is it intended to be legal advice and should not be used for any purpose. Every jurisdiction within the United States may have different variations of the law regarding your particular situation. The listener should consult with an attorney for individual advice tailored to his or her particular situation. Any information you obtain from this radio, internet, broadcast, website, or a link from this website does not create an attorney-client relationship with Frank Chano or any other attorney, agent, and or employee of Goldberg Sagala LLP. Do not send any confidential or privileged information to anyone at Goldberg Sagala. Goldberg Sagala will not assume any liability or responsibility for that, uh, for it rather. And once it's a long it, disclaimer. Yes, it's a long <laughs> disclaimer, you, but I intend to have you around for a whole year at least, and as such, I'm I'm prepared to read that faster in the future. Welcome again, Frank. Thank you, Stan. Uh, help us get started, if you would, uh, Frank. Take take a minute, if you would, and help us understand who is Goldberg Sagala. Uh, I like the name; uh, it's catchy, uh, but I'm sure there's a lot more to it than just my liking your name. All right, Goldberg Sagala, we're a best practices law firm. We have 10 offices in the United States and Europe and relationship with law firms all over the world. And we're a litigation firm where we defend manufacturers, corporations, and other business entities in all sorts of lawsuits, whether it's commercial, corporate, product liability, transportation, regulatory, all sorts of things. I've been practicing for 24 years. I, my uh, my 
primary area of practice is in products liability litigation. Over the years, I recognized that lawsuits really hurt corporations. <coughs> Excuse me. And cause I've seen many cases where corporations go out of business simply because they were sued too many times. Not because they did anything wrong, not because they made defective products, but simply because the costs of litigation, the costs of insurance, the lost productivity, loss of reputation causes them to be unable to profitably remain in business in the United States. So a few years ago, I started to assist my clients in products liability and commercial litigation avoidance by understanding their business model, their goals, their products, their strategies, I can anticipate for them what sort of legal issues will arise in the future. And by preparing today, we can proactively address those issues tomorrow and hopefully avoid legal controversy. In the unfortunate event that a lawsuit does come down the pike, my clients will at least be in a better position to refute the allegations in the lawsuit defend the product, defend the company, and exit the lawsuit very quickly. So what I try and help is with avoid litigation, but if you're in it, get out of it quickly. And I find that helps my clients maintain a profitable presence in the United States. Now that's, uh, that's words of wisdom to live by, um, by all means. I, I have been doing a lot of work in the uh, hazardous substance Seven, eight years ago, I started working in the hazardous substance, uh, restriction of hazardous substance field, actually, before the issues of uh, counterfeit became such a, a huge thing. And one of the things that I know from that work is a lot of the discussions that were had related to be a manager, go to jail. Um, and what you're prescribing what you're talking about, I'm careful with my words, but uh, it's really do it right and avoid the problem as opposed to doing it wrong and uh, and then trying to fix it afterwards. We're going to take a quick break here, uh, let the radio station identify itself, and our sponsors have a few minutes, and we'll be back to talk to you shortly. <laughs> Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Did you know that hazardous substances and counterfeit material can be in everything we buy? From new clothing, cars, toys, power cords, and charging units, to your garden hose and the drywall in your home. Did you know that many of these toxins or counterfeits have been found to cause infertility, birth defects, autism, obesity, and diabetes, which can be passed down from parents to children? It's nearly impossible to know the ingredients in these products. Yet Stan Salat Jr., author and creator of the not-for-profit HSF Mark Alliance and Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance, believes that consumers have the right to know the type and amount of hazardous materials in the products we buy. Are you a retailer, a manufacturer, a manager, and a person who cares about the safety of the products you sell and buy? Protect your assets, your job, and your family now. Tell Stan that you want his help. Contact BQPM today. 
Visit our website at www.bqpm.com or call toll-free 877-415-0191, bqpm.com. Together, we are working for your safety. Secure Components is your international certified supplier of obsolete and hard-to-find products. Specializing in counterfeit mitigation, Secure Components is a qualified supplier for the Department of Defense, Aerospace, Military, and Avionics Industries. If you're a business in need of hard-to-find or obsolete components, please contact us by visiting our website, securecomponents.com, or call us at 484-222-5195. Again, 484-222-5195. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com This is People to People, working for your safety. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to stan.salat.com at ecccorp.org. Again, that's stan.salat, S-A-L-O-T, at ecccorp.org. Now, back to People to People. Hey, yes, and welcome back to uh, the show. I've got Frank on the line with me, Frank Chano, and we've been talking about how to uh, avoid litigation as opposed to uh, winding up in litigation. And Frank, I think uh, just before we had a technical difficulty there, I was commenting about the work that I've done in the past and the um, training that actually was done some time ago in restriction of hazardous substance where the essence of it was be a manager, go to jail. Uh, when you don't do things right, uh, the law comes after you. Right. And I, and I think I was saying that how in, in my world, the costs associated with, with counterfeit products aren't the obvious costs that a lot of companies may see. The right. costs that I've seen my clients incur come out of product liability litigation, warranty costs, which is usually a significant line item for my clients, recalls, and other actions by regulatory agencies like the Consumer Product Safety Commission or the Food and Drug Administration and others, and your contractual obligations to your to your, your clients. If you're incorporating a counterfeit part in your product or your subcomponent that goes into another product, you are liable contractually to those companies. All of these things create tremendous costs, which could be crippling in the legal area. They certainly can be. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's actually... Um Refreshing, I would say, to be talking about prevention as opposed to reacting to the problems. Um, I think we still have Walla uh, with us here. Walla, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Uh, we were we were chatting a bit a bit earlier, uh, actually during the break, about some of this. And obviously, as a as a distributor in the in the area of this, you must recognize some of the risks that's associated with it. Oh, absolutely, yeah. There's quite a bit of it. Right. As I was saying, I've unfortunately seen too many manufacturers get run out of the U.S. market because they didn't properly prepare and proactively avoid 
these potential legal issues. I'm hoping in the coming weeks we can discuss how the counterfeiting will affect each of these legal areas and some strategies that your listeners can employ to minimize or avoid the risk of litigation, of course, with proper legal counsel in each of their jurisdictions. Right. What, uh, Frank, what are some of those areas? Uh, you and I have talked about some of that, but refresh my memory and for our listening audience, um, you know, there's, there's obviously the, the part's wrong and you sold it to me. There's a liability there, potentially. Right. Uh, but and what? Go ahead. I'll give you an example of a case I actually worked on. One of my clients made a certain type of product, a, a consumer good. And it was being counterfeited. And it was such a good counterfeit that even my client's engineers couldn't tell it was a counterfeit. The only thing that gave it away was one component was manufactured as a mirror image of what it should have been. And after quite a while, one astute engineer picked up on it. And then we were on the lookout for these counterfeit components. But while they were being sold, my client was sued in products liability cases for problems with the component. They had tremendous warranty costs because they were actually repairing and replacing these counterfeit products. Uh, there was a risk of a recall, like I discussed earlier, because under the Consumer Product Safety Commission regulations, if there's a risk of personal injury to the consuming public, you're obliged to take action. And we had some CPSC issues to deal with. And finally, and, and that was enough. <laughs> yes, so, yes, I can imagine. You know, so, that brings up that brings up a recent thing. Um, but I want to go back to my other question. I'll say this and then go back to the other question. Uh, the recently, and I say recently, in the last few months, um, Apple actually had that problem with one of their uh, iPhone chargers that were being counterfeited, and as I recall, a couple of people in China had wound up with the counterfeit parts, in, or, yeah, parts, the, the chargers, and were actually killed by them. Uh, I don't possible. know if you're familiar with that or not, but uh, Apple had to go to some great lengths to do two things, I guess. One is address the fact that somebody was counterfeiting and, and using their name, that's obviously a problem, but they then had to recover from the uh, brand recognition issues. Right, and it, and it leads to the question of what is a company's obligation to police the market if they become aware of a prevalent or pervasive counterfeiting problem? Are they obliged to go out and take affirmative steps to protect consumers? I think that's an open question. I... I Definitely, I'm stumbling now for sure because that's one that I had really not thought about myself. Back to my back to the question I wanted to ask: As we go forward with the show, uh, as we've talked, we're going to be doing a show with you or somebody from your firm each week, or a segment of the show uh, each week. And what are some of the areas that we might be covering uh, as the weeks go by? Well, I'm hoping to discuss, for example obligations of companies under the United States law of product liability and defective products. I found that many of my clients, you know, they, they know the, uh, the, le the legal folklore of what's a defective product, but I'd like to better sensitize people to what a defective product really means. Now you can do better to try and minimize your risk of 
product liability litigation over defective products. Another topic okay. is to discuss the warranties that are provided with your products to confirm that they comply with the either Uniform Commercial Code in your jurisdiction or the Magnus and Moss Warranty Act. Um, okay. Your obligations under the Consumer Product Safety Commission. But then if you want to go into areas beside product liability, product-specific issues, we can discuss the contracts you need to be entering into with both your suppliers and your customers to properly apportion risks and responsibility among the two of you. Also, okay. we can discuss other areas such as employment law. How, what type of employee regulations are there out there which could affect your business? We can discuss the environmental issues which affect the hazardous substances that might be affecting your products. The Environmental Protection Agency is, can be very aggressive in enforcing the regulations for a clean environment. Everywhere you go, you see the green symbols and talking green. Right. It's very important to be aware of the environmental regulations and comply with them. That that one uh, you touched on the the use of the word green. I I need to find the right way to ask the question as we go forward. But it's it's always bothered me that when people talk about green, uh, what do they really mean? By that, and I assume if that's not understood to begin with, that can be yet further legal issues. Absolutely, uh, you know the definition of green. There's federal definitions, and each state has its own requirements. What makes a green product? I mean, you also have other risks with regard to consumer protection laws and uh, fraud and deception statutes. There are a lot of lawsuits out there over people or companies advertising their products as green or organic or healthy or whatever other type of descriptive word you want to use. And if it doesn't really comply with the applicable regulations, you're sued for misleading consumers. It's a very big problem right now, especially in the food industry. I was just going to ask, is there differences... um, Is there significant differences when you go from cosmetics to food to computers to automobiles or is there generalities there that that are basically the ounce of prevention still plays and it's not terribly different no there there are dif- dif- among different types of goods you know, food and and com- electronic components and cosmetics there are very sp- specific regulations some areas are very heavily regulated, like cosmetics, like food. But when you get into mm-hmm. consumer products, the regulations might not be as stringent, but they're out there that must be respected. And, so you, there, and you no, can, there is no one definition covering any type of product. So you can still accomplish the ounce of prevention regardless of which, which field you're in. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. No matter what product you're making, using, or selling, and no matter what your customer base, there are basic fundamental legal issues that you need to address. Okay. And and when you Um, properly identify them and plan for them, you're minimizing your risk. So, in your words, uh, if I could put you on a bit of a spot here, 
Um, and I know Wallace is still, still listening, and she's embarking on something uh, new and exciting. But going forward with the show and with this segment, if you would kind of give our audience a feel for what they're going to hear, uh, summarize that for us, if you will, going forward. I think your audience is going to hear issues that affect their business that they may not have thought about before that they've been so busy designing their products, making their products and selling them. There are peripheral issues out there that they're not paying attention to. I hope to sensitize them to these peripheral issues and how to prepare for them to maintain a profitable presence in the United States. Okay. One of the other things that you and I have talked about, and I want to uh, share that I, I, today. I, 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 I just thought of a specific example for you is in okay. your purchase contracts from your, your, your subcomponent suppliers. Right. Do you have a proper indemnity agreement with them, which properly defines when and under what circumstances they will protect you in a lawsuit if the product they supply fails? Likewise, if you're a subcomponent supplier supplying to a, a bigger component part, under what circumstances are you obliged to defend the product itself, or when, or when is the product required to defend you? Well, this, this kind of dovetails a little bit. I, I've recently been seeing some uh, requests for information between OE, what, what are referred to as OEMs, the original equipment manufacturer, and their suppliers related to conflict material uh, not conflict material, conflict mineral procurement, and where is it coming from? I assume right. then that that plays into the the equation as well. Absolutely, absolutely. It's all a matter of defining duties, rights, and obligations. Okay. And understanding what you're understanding what you're supplying, why you're supplying it, what the other side is expecting. Okay. Well, one of the other things that you and I have uh, talked about and I want to uh, share with our audience now is we are going to work towards opening phones up so that our audience can actually call in or send emails in to us and ask questions specifically. Uh, again, understanding that you won't get actual legal advice, I think is the right way to say this. Um, Perfect. But you will get... Um, I'll, I'll, I'll be able to highlight the issues they need to be aware of okay. moving forward. Okay. Like, watch out for this. Think about that. Have you complied with this standard? Have you checked with this regulatory agency? I can give general indications of issues they need to be aware of. All right. So that's out to the to the whole audience. Remember that we are going to start... Um, having these sessions, it'll probably be a couple of weeks from now, but we'll have sessions where we actually open up the phone lines and allow uh, or ask for questions to be called in. We'll also be taking uh, questions via the internet, uh, via uh, email rather, um, however we get those, and then we'll follow up with those questions on the next show. Uh, unless they come in during the show and we can tie that together. The radio studio is uh, very good at doing those things for us. So we'll be doing that as well. Okay. Um, 
just trying to see what else there is. I think uh, we've covered the main points of letting folks know that Frank uh, will be with us, or one of his colleagues will, and just about anything that you might have a question for, we want to challenge Frank and his group to come up with an answer. And if we can't come up with appropriate answers on the show, we promise to get back to uh, the folks with an answer. Is that not right? And we're happy to follow up with people to try and satisfactorily answer whatever questions they have. If, Outstanding. My, my law firm's website lists our different practice areas, which, uh, which will cover a pretty broad spectrum of potential issues that your audience might face. Okay. Well, I encourage everybody to uh, certainly reach out and, and look at your website. Again, that's uh, www.goldbergsagala.com. And right. uh, check, check Frank out. Check his organization out. And let's challenge him going forward. Let's see what we can do to, uh, to um, raise questions that we have to send him back to the books to uh, come up with answers for. I like Hopefully doing I that to my guests. Hopefully I can give some helpful information to everybody. All right. Walla, before we let Frank go, we got just a minute or two left. Uh, you, do you have the first question for Frank that he might uh, take back and... and answer next week um, I'm sure I can think of a few for you guys next week I, I, I don't have anything right now off the top of my head but um, I'm sure there's going to be quite a few things that we encounter moving forward on, on our end especially with the tools that we're building and such so um, I, I definitely will be back in touch with him all right. I, I have to believe with the things that you and I have talked about and the things that you're doing, um, you're going to be opening some new doors that definitely uh, could challenge the status quo with some of this. Right. Absolutely. I've I found that many of my clients will, um, will keep doing things simply because that's the way they've done it before. and they Not the right way to do it, though. They motor on really not being aware of the risks they're taking. Some, co- some companies get away with it for many years and do fine. Others, after a year or two of significant investment and work and developing their market share, find themselves in trouble early on. Yeah, I guess that's actually brought down more than one uh, very good and substantial company over time. Absolutely. It has. Yeah. Okay, well... I want to thank both uh, Walla Roca and Frank, Frank uh, Chano. Uh, thank you both for your time today. And again, we're going to look forward to having both of you back on the show. Uh, Walla to kind of keep us updated on how she's doing. There is one other quick note to make about Walla. She is also, in addition to doing all this, she is uh, doing a minority business. Is, is that the right term, Walla? Well, we're women-owned small business to start. You right. know, um, we're definitely, um, we have some people that are interested in, you know, investing and things of, the, of that nature. But, you know, I'd like to try to do it as, as much as possible without that. <laughs> so, you never so know. In, you're right. So in addition to everything else that uh, I just want to lay out here, Walla's going to be back to help us understand how things are going for her and I'm, I'm going to bring her back whether those are good things or bad things we're going to keep in touch with her 
And Frank, once again, I look forward to working with uh, Goldberg Zagala, yourself and your uh, staff, and keeping this going. A little more specifics as we go forward. Uh, we'll be identifying, based on our listening audience, things they want to learn more about. And uh, we'll focus on those things as we go forward. Thanks very much, Stan. I look forward to it. Thank you, Stan. Uh, you're both quite welcome. I'd like to close by uh, thanking my audience. Uh, once again, our sponsors, bqpm.com and securecomponents.com. This is the beginning of 2014. Our show will be uh, three segments each week. Uh, we air each week on Tuesdays. And we will be uh, hosting, if you will, the legal segment, uh, all things uh, that are ounce of prevention uh, for that pound of cure. We'll also be talking with some folks on cyber uh, security. There's a guest coming on that's in the middle of the environmental uh, standards development world. The TC111 is what it's known as, a group I'm also involved with. Uh, we'll be having one of the co-chairs of that U.S. group and talking about things being done to minimize environmental aspects and impacts uh, both here and worldwide. Thank you all for sharing your, your time with us today. This is Stan Salat, Jr., your host of People to People, working together for your safety. We'll say goodbye for now and look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you for listening. Please join host Stan Salat Jr. for next week's edition of People to People, Working for Your Safety. We'll have another show next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a safe, toxic, and counterfeit-free week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. It's staff and management.